Um, Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Leach uh, in court today for her bail hearing. She was arrested last week for breaching bail. And just following along with some of the reporters on Twitter who are in um, court this morning following this bail hearing, it sounds like um, what the police are saying she did to breach was to come into contact and spend time with other people that she was told she was not supposed to be in contact with as part of her bail. Um, other people that were involved in the convoy, that was part of her bail conditions. From what I understand, don't be in contact with other convoy organizers and they're presenting social media, pictures and things like that showing that she was and so they're uh, applying to have her breached on her bail conditions. But I mean, we're talking a lot of things here that I don't know how much I understand, and I've covered all kinds of court cases over the years. It's not a lot of bail hearings, so let's get some of the details on how bail works and, um, you know, what, how we get to this point, how you get breached, all these sorts of things. So we're going to chat now with uh, Melina Yanakoulias, who is a Legal Aid Alberta team lead for the Justice of the Peace bail team. Um, Melina, thanks so much for joining us. Did I get your name right? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Okay, when we talk about bail, I think most of us understand what it is, is you're charged with a crime, and before you go to trial, you go before a judge, and they decide whether or not you can wait to go to trial in the community, or you have to stay in jail. Is it really that simple? Well, it, it, it could certainly get complicated. So um, what a bail hearing is, is within 24 hours of you being arrested on, a, on charges that have been laid against you, um, you have the right to be put before a justice of peace or a judge in order to speak to your release. Now, um, that's a, a requirement that you are put before them, but of course the timing of the hearing is up to you. You want to be able to have that hearing when strategically you have got the best release plan in place. Um, most most matters are, are it's a very simple um, release plan that you could come up with. These were uh, you know conditions. Um, the more uh, severe and the more uh, greater concern for public safety, of course, that increases mm-hmm. um, the conditions you may be put under. Um, but you only get one chance to speak to bail, so it is it is a very important process and it's very timely. Um, it certainly uh, should be taking place very quickly um, after your arrest. But if you need time to be able to put your bail plan together, you actually get to choose the time that you go ahead with your actual hearing. Okay, so there's, it's not a situation. I always thought it was you get arrested and, you know, you get processed and then you appear before a judge to be charged and, um, and apply for bail. You, you're sort of in control of when that happens? Uh, well, when you speak to your bail hearing, so certainly um, you're not in control of when you get arrested or charged. No, right, uh, yeah. But, but once, once that happens and you're in police custody, they have 24 hours in order to present you to the Justice of the Peace and, or, or to a judge to be able to speak to your release. That's where a uh, legal aid uh, program comes into place. We, we contact people straight across Alberta and provide free legal advice uh, to all individuals who are arrested. Um, it, you're certainly able to have private counsel as well, but we do make that service available. Um, and we do assist people in putting together bail plans. We negotiate with the Crown in order to come up with those conditions. And we put those matters before just the peace within a 24-hour time frame uh, to have those people have the opportunity to speak to their release. Um, if it's more strategic to wait, we may put that off. Now, Melina, like you say, you get one shot at this. Do you find a lot of people walk in there unprepared and just sort of winging it and don't put together that plan and then find themselves in a position where they don't get bail when they probably would have if they'd spoken to somebody? Certainly. I think that people put a lot more... um belief in their own abilities to be able to talk their way out of a a situation, which may mean that they're speaking about the offense. They may be admitting 
or uh, speaking about matters that will come later and and uh, be used against them. So certainly, uh, putting t- people don't often understand the the bail process and what is needed, uh, what the priorities are for the court to know that the community is safe, as opposed to whether they maybe don't agree with the charges, maybe they want to argue that they've got a child or a dog or you know, a job that they need to get back to, um, where the concerns over uh, the justice piece are things like, are you stable? Do you have a home? Do you have a job? Um, are we safe to release in the community? Are there conditions we can put on you to ensure the community is safe as well? And, and rem- remembering the whole time that this person has only been charged, they've not been convicted, and they do have uh, the the right to uh the the release immediately because they are not convicted of any offenses as of yet. Those conditions, I mean, are they pretty standard? Does everybody get the same or does it get, you know, changed depending on who the person is and what the offense is? And can you make an argument as to this condition is fair and this one isn't? I mean, how do the conditions of your bail work? Absolutely. The conditions um, go back to the the reason that you were arrested. So um, you wouldn't get conditions that have no bearing on, on the reason you were before the court that day. So they should go back to the, the reason you were arrested. They should go back to uh, real concerns over safety in the community. Um, so if your offense is against a particular person, you may have conditions to have no contact with that person. Um, those conditions are put in place um, in order to assure public safety and, and, and that things are relationships and things like that are cooled down for a period of time. Now, conditions that are put in place, we can always debate those, and it's ultimately up to the just the peace or judge as to whether those conditions are put in place. So you do get that opportunity to argue. Those become legal arguments, um, which is another reason why it's so important to have a lawyer uh, assisting you on those matters as well. When you talk about breaching bail conditions and things like that, I mean, uh, how, how does that happen? I mean... <sighs> How How is it sort of enforced? Okay, here are the conditions of your bail. Here's the conditions that you must follow once you're released. Who? How is that enforced? I mean, are you tracked? Are you, I mean, it sounds like in this case it's social media and there was, you know, there's an award ceremony that the person attended. But in a typical case, how, how can you be held accountable for breaching your bail conditions? Well, uh, once there is evidence that you've done so. Uh, so, of course, when you're released, you are, it's a promise and, a, and you're swearing a document that you will keep those conditions. So, for example, if you promise to keep a curfew and the police find you out after curfew, you've breached your release condition. Now, when you breach a release condition, that forms a new criminal code charge. So it's a new criminal offense to breach your conditions. And as well, you'll be arrested again, go through the process again and have to be speak to your bail again. Um, now, if that happens, I, I wouldn't think it would happen on the first time, but perhaps if somebody is chronically breaching those conditions, you may get to the point where the the Crown makes an application to revoke all bail you're on. Some people are on multiple charges from perhaps multiple jurisdictions. The Crown may get to a point where they want to make an application to the court that they take away all of those bail releases, and you now have to speak to bail anew, but the judge, or there would be a judge at that point, uh, has to hear all of the offenses that you're you're on release on, and that may make your release much harder. As well, if you breach a release, even if it's once, um, your release form will increase in severity. So you might just get out on a promise to appear, then they may add um, conditions to it, then they may add um, financial promises to it, then they may actually release you on a cash bail, which is the highest form of release. 
So it will increase in severity if you're breaching. Bottom line here, I guess, Melina, is don't don't try and walk into court. You know, I mean, there's there's assistance available like you, uh, and you'd be very smart to reach out and access that that help, right? Absolutely, and even even to say reach out, we're we're an active team, and we actually call. We, uh, all detachments, when they're holding somebody, we get a list of where they are in Alberta, and we actually will call out. Um, once the Crown is ready to proceed, we call out and we start uh, working with our clients and, and starting making solutions for their release at that time. Um, so we make ourselves available. It's not even a matter that you have to search us out. Excellent. Okay. Melina, great information. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. That is Melina Yanakoulias, who is Legal Aid Alberta Team Lead for the Justice of the Peace bail team.